0: At Luckylandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at Teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Um episode 626 of coach unplugged today we're going to do a little bit of an office hour uh, again pull back that curtain on teach so you can kind of see it uh, we'll jump back into the practice planning and all that stuff next week but again i want to show you the reason that you should be working on your craft the reason that you should be becoming a better coach the reason you should come over and join us at teach it is um it is my baby. It is, uh, it is one way that you can give back to this great podcast and and keep these things coming. You know, I think I did 17 interviews in the last five days. Um, it is one of the reasons I'm able to do it is teach So come over, uh, support us, help us over at that great community. Also go over and support the great people at Dr. Dish. um, if for no other reason it is the easiest machine to set up and break down. It is 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 a great shooting machine. If you want to become a shooter, you gotta shoot. And that's what I'm telling my guys right now. You better get out and get shots up if you want to become a shooter and a scorer. Um so go do that. Mention coach unplugged, they'll give you three hundred and fifty dollars off your next purchase. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, go ahead, shoot away. I got I got I got podcasts to do at eight tonight, so This will be a short one, but. So I just had a uh, question about, actually I'm going to try to play more man and I want to play one guy chasers.
0: Okay. Uh, What's the strip, what should I be telling the guy in the middle to do? Uh, Especially like if there's ball screens. So if they're smart, whoever the guy in the middle, they're going to use that guy to ball screen the other guys. It's because there's no switch, right? If my guy's just hanging out in the lane, you know what I'm saying? The guy that my guy in the lane is in theory guarding, but just kind of leaving outside. Yep. So if that, if his guy goes and starts ball screening the other guys, uh, because there's no switch, I'd
2: sit, I'd sit back and protect the paint. I'd leave three foot cushion because that person's probably not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to pop. They're going to roll to the basket, is my guess.
0: Gotcha. So it's the other guy's guy just to get around the screen.
2: Yeah. And it's to help on that guy not making the turn.
0: So you're just telling the guy in the middle to,
2: Never leave never leave the paint. Your feet should never be outside the paint area. Okay.
0: Gotcha. And I could also do the same scenario, like two guys in at three guy chasers. Did you ever do that?
2: Uh you can. You might have to one of them might have to leave the paint a little bit just to protect. Okay. Um, but usually you got one guy that doesn't want to shoot anything outside of six, seven feet. Um, and then you make that guy the kind of guy that can just protect and and uh yeah, yeah, I would just have him back. So the, the the key is so that you're that guy's going to set a screen, great. What what do you want that the guy that's helping to do? Sit in the paint and if he tries to make the turn, you're he's sitting there and if he if he shoots off the dribble, great, you want those kind of shots. And then the other guy, the only issue is when you have a guy that can shoot a three or you know, pop on those or flare, and if you're doing that to their fifth best score, my guess is they're not that kind of kid. Gotcha. So
0: I, the other thing you had mentioned um, about doing a full man press and when the ball gets inbounds in the volleyball l- uh, line, maybe jumping the first trap.
2: Yep, outside the volleyball lines, yep.
0: Yeah, um, can you give me other specifics on the lineup for that, or is it as simple as it? Is
2: well, you can, you can do it different ways. You can do it off the dribble. You can do it when they pick it up. You can do it when they reverse it. You have to decide what rules you think you, your guys can handle. If someone's dribbling, it's harder to double. Um, it's a lot easier to double when they've picked the ball up. Um, so initially, I'd probably do it only on, a, on, a, on when they pick the ball up. Um, you know, you've got to be able to funnel and protect on a run and jump. It's easy to get burnt and have the guy go around you. Um, that's why if you use the, if you use the volleyball lines, at least keep them on the outsides. Um, but good guards will, will make that turn and get around it. And that's what you don't want. Um, so you might want to do it as the, you know, the first time they pick up the ball or something like that, we're going to run at them.
0: Okay. And the other guys are just picking them up. Uh, yeah. Then you're
2: just rotating. So that's, what's great about a run and jump is it's not necessarily a pattern. So as soon as they pick the ball up, everyone in the court knows we're denying at that point and we're leaving the opposite. So if it's the balls on the right side, we're leaving deep left open and we're taking all the easy passing lanes away.
0: Okay. So is it the same rules what would be the rule for rotation if I'm doing the four chasers one man in the middle like we talking about earlier as far as Oh is- yeah,
2: you're not talking about the press anymore
0: i switched
2: out. okay yep 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 okay so i would uh, if you're talking about chasers i I, you know it depends on how aggressive you want to be i've run it where all four chasers have no help responsibility and they're chasing because we know we have somebody in the paint to help um you can do it where maybe you know one of the guys can always kind of sink and help um you just you got to decide how aggressive you want to be on the chasers um you know, if, if the team you're playing is really good three point shooters, then you're going to maybe want to run out on all of them because you know, you have somebody in the back to help on, on the drive. Um, so if you're worried about threes, I would say, you know, no help side, you know, you're no farther than three, two or three feet away from your guy. Um, just again, depends on the, depends on the team, but,
0: and so what, what if, if I was just playing regular man, what's the general rotation you tell the guys? So if they're blitzing the ball screen, like what you said you like to do. Yep. Guys jump. Are the other three guys just like in a, a zone?
2: If yeah, they're in their help side. They're just in their normal help side. Um, you know, on screens, you know, we just talk, touch, take is what we talk about. So you talk through those screens, touch, and then you should be close enough that you can touch each other. And then you take, especially when you're doing switches. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if I'm blitzing that, then I'm doubling it hopefully. Um, and then everyone's rotating. Um, so we.
0: Spot where like I heard someone explain it, that they're that there's a choker and then there's an eye, like an eye, like so there's a guy that covers the goal, a guy covers the free throw line.
2: Yeah. So if you think about the sideline where you want to trap on the sides, there's basically three passing lanes. There's along the sideline, there's the middle and there's a back across the top. There's only three, three places to pass when you trap on the side, right? Right. So it's down the sideline. So let's say you trap at half court in the corner up by the sideline where are the three places that they can throw it? They can throw it down the sideline to the corner, take that away. They can pass it to the middle, or they can pass it across half court. There's only three spots, so if you're—that's why people want to trap on the side because there's only there's two guys trapping. There should be three guys to take away those three passing angles. Then after that, you're basically you know they're going to have to make a long lob pass at that point to get out of it.
0: Now, there, one guy is on the same side uh, baseline basically covering the outlet going to pass going back to half court and the yep. other two guys is basically uh, in front of the goal and the top of the free throw line of course you want to front your team.
2: yep yep and then down the side yeah
0: so if I I got you okay hey is it just
2: Jake on the line with you? just, just... Jake. Hey, Jake him and I are doing him and I are doing um, our podcast after this so he just jumped on a little early
1: Well, I'm just, I'm just listening he's just he's listening just keep,
2: he yeah he just he he just missed me so you know he's been in quarantine with his two little ones so
1: yeah i need some adult time
0: hey i wanted to ask you stuff you probably thought of this uh before but what do you think of offering your scouting uh like you did for me for the team as like an extra service for your members have you thought about, about that before
2: i have um i like being married um <laughs>
0: That was, so help, that was such a helpful. That was it was
2: helpful. helpful. It was helpful. That's, you know, yeah. If, if, I mean, that's why if anybody's a teachhoops.com member, that's why I want to help them do that. Um, yeah, I thought about it. I would, to, I would have to, I would have to, I would have to, I would have to 1099 hire people out. So if yeah. Jake wants to do that and wants to earn more money, he's more than welcome. But <laughs> well, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. But before you, uh, before you hit pause, before you stop, we would love if you'd go over and leave a review. Um, a five-star one it doesn't matter where you're listening to this. If it's Stitcher, if it's iTunes, if it's Acast, if it's Spotify, wherever it is, we would love a review. If you could do that for us, also uh, we would love if you went over and wanted to become a better coach, wanted to join our community. Um, we are here to help you through this great thing called coaching, which has a lot of obstacles in it. But Teach is TeachHoops.com is here to help. So go over and check that out, and we'll we'll become we'll become comrades. In, in uh our coaching uh, journey so go over and check it out all right back to the podcast if anybody needs scouting jake will hire i'll take a small cut and then he can do it done there we go we just solved the problem
0: well what are you guys what you should do in the future when you retire coach yeah is you should have real-time coaching where you actually at halftime you shoot the they coach attacks of what they need to make a justice for a Ooh, that would be
2: really good i never thought of that that's a great idea watch the game live because everything's being broadcast that's a great idea i'm gonna tell you after this quarantine thing it's gonna be a while before i retire like i i miss my students like i miss i mean i miss it like and i've been doing it for 30 years so it was like it's been it's been good but week four is like it's yeah I'm getting a lot of walks in, but other than that, it's yeah. <laughs> all
0: right. So anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. No, it's Did okay. I, I have a couple more minutes for you. Yeah,
2: uh, go ahead. Jake's um, working. Jake's working on our topics for the podcast right now, so it's okay. okay. <laughs> I know what he's doing, so it's good. Because as soon as we're done here, we're gonna hang up, and then we have another Zoom meeting on a different link, and it's gonna. All right, Jake. What's our pod? What What are we talking about this week? So.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that I kind of get into trouble with is like we're fast breaking, fast breaking, and then all of a sudden they start jumping to it, uh, the press, and some of my guards are all at the other end, you know, looking for an outlet for a three. Is there What's the general rule? Like, how do you fix that when people are coming off and on? You're trying to fast break, but you're not setting up your press break like you'd like to
2: so they're leaving after the so they're pressing after a miss or a make you're talking about
0: usually after a make
2: yeah i mean they shouldn't be leaving after a make for sure um i use the war analogy it's like they're running for they're they're not running toward the front line they're running to they're retreating at that point if they're leaving early so um that's just jake can jump in on this one tell me what he thinks but i that's one thing I'll turnovers and people that aren't coming back to the ball when we're getting pressured, just drives me bonkers. Well, that's um,
0: something have to be aware of. We, we push, we can, we can, push it up. There's yeah. But
2: it's like, you gotta, there's times where you gotta come back and help too. So I don't, I don't remind, I don't mind having one or two, one guy release sometimes and just letting him go. Cause right. that can pull, that can make the, um, it depends on who's releasing too. Uh, but sometimes those guys are helpful. If it's a big guy, they're helpful in breaking the press. If it's one of your better ball handlers, you definitely don't want them releasing. Um, so, you know, I think that's a case by case thing, but I mean, I, they got to come back and you got to get on them to come back and help on the press break, especially if they're, if they have time to set up their press, then, then you better be cutting, you know, so that's fine. It's only 84 feet. You should be able to run back 40 feet and at least help on our press break. Um, I don't know, Jake, what did you do? what did you used to do on that?
1: Well, it's a, what's the question?
0: My question is, is as we're trying to push the ball up for a fast break, and then the other, after a make, the other team start pressing. So some of my guards are already on the other side of the court. Is that just something they just have to be aware of? Just, just when they feel the pressure, they just got to come back and help.
1: Yeah. But people just, I always notice that people kids like to run away from the problem. They just yes. have to stand and watch. It's, it's um, I think it's something that you have to emphasize in practice and, uh, it's a group mentality so like I think it's something that you need to emphasize and practice and if you notice it happen one or two times I think you make the team run so I think you're leaving people out to dry
2: yeah you gotta that's gotta be something you're on it's like well we want to run but we can't run we just they just scored we gotta be able to get back and um and help our own guys so I mean, yeah, I would, that would be, that would be a battle that, you know, you got to pick your battles. You fight with them sometimes. I think yeah, that's the other, a, the
1: other thing is too, is you, when you become a running team, you tend to be not as great as a rebounding team because the kids want to out out leak early. So you got to be very careful. You know, kids get really happy about getting spread on the floor, but they're not getting the rebound first. So you really have to dive into rebounding too, if you're going to really push the basketball. Right. Okay. All
0: right, cool. No, that, that's very helpful. And so I just had two more questions. And then okay. I, guys uh, go uh, is, do you have a general rule on is there a certain person that you have stop ball whenever the other teams push it up as a general rule or is it just whoever's closest just have to communicate when you're trying to get back on defense I mean do, do you have do you have like one person do, like you talk about building the wall do you have everybody sprint back and then one person stop the ball and everybody pick up or what's, the, what's the rule for stopping on
2: um I, I will I will have um yeah i will have them come back and protect the protect the paint and then the top, usually it's a top guy it doesn't necessarily have to be one specific guy to come back and protect um yeah i mean i i i, I it, whoever the top guy is tends to be the guy i have come and protect um yeah i don't have much more to add to that what do you think um
1: uh, I think it's something that you need to practice because I think you can designate someone, but I often think it's more fe- effective to have the top guy get back. Um, but it's something that you definitely need to practice um, because some of those mistakes will happen early in the season when you won't get guys back and you give up easy buckets. So it's yeah. definitely something that's worth practicing, which you can do other things within practicing that, but it's a good point of emphasis and it can be taught with, through other ways of, um, what I like to call it like, progression so you might go five or six lengths on the court and you know evaluate that and keep going with that so it's something you have to you have to teach a little bit gotcha so you're just you're just all sprinting back and hivers at the top is,
2: yep just, and it's usually going to be a guard to be on the top yep. to be honest with you so gotcha okay, okay.
0: and uh, one last one is um do you ever use like a hand signals for slips like um like maybe instead of holding the fist up and coming setting a ball screen, like holding a, um, an open hand or something to let them know that you're going to slip or do you, do you, do you do signs at all like that? Or no?
2: I use signs like open hand fists and stuff for our offense, because I want my point guard to be able to do it on the fly. Um, you know, like fist, open hand, thumbs up, something they can do with dribbling one hand, dribbling with the ball in one hand and doing another hand. So I don't like numbers because like one could be one shot. Um, so I do fist hand um yeah if you if if you want to do that I mean that you're definitely getting to a different different level when you do that um, as far as complexity if you're going to talk about how to slip or how to you know those kind of things I use that I do that by game to game basis some games will some how we handle things and how we do things depends on the opponent um, so that varies a little bit for me I don't know if you've ever done hand signals like that Jake
1: no it's like extremely cool idea um but i even think at high school if you can just do a call out and just do everybody's everybody's slips i just think it's easier i don't think you have to make it that complex i think with uh um with your guard play and so forth if you just had a signal where you were doing consistent slips you're going to get easy buckets um i don't think you have to go that extravagant i think if you focus on just setting really good screens and then once you execute that and then have that call of slipping it's gonna be fine. You don't even have to make it that complex. I think it'd be easier if you just focus on setting a good screen and then, all right, so they're really, um, they're judging our screen this way so we can totally now slip. So when I make this call, I wanna see slips every time. Or, you know.
0: That's a great idea. So if I see the other team, they're switching on every screen and we're not getting anything out of it. Yeah, just
2: just do a mass, do the mass thing. It's easier that way. Yeah, I agree. That That's a good and, point.
1: Three or four years, if you're continuously running motion, um, and I came from a high school that, that's all we ran. I mean, after six, seven years running a flex into a, a pure motion, I mean, you can just run a good motion and throw slips and all the time and people read that. But if this is your first year running a, a true motion or a true reading react with slipping, you're better off just doing a call. I think if you if you continually run that system for multiple years, I think you can just have your guys read it. You know, they'll be able to make that read and they might be able to do that right uh, uh, uh late in the season but having that call in the, your back pocket is great but to say you can't build on it where players make those calls themselves i think they can totally do it at the high school level gotcha
0: Oh, that's awesome uh, that's that was uh something that really made, it, that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense uh cool hey thanks guys that, that's yep. all I for you guys. i appreciate right.
2: you no problem all right see ya Oh, hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Uh, make sure you go over and check us out on YouTube, Teach Hoops on YouTube. Um, it's a great channel, always putting new videos up there. Also, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Do you want to win that conference championship? Do you want to win that state championship? Do you want to win that tournament? Let me help you do that. Go over and check it out. Have a great day.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network